Welcome to AFO Rewind, ArenaFan.com's look at all things arena football. I am Tim Capper, along with John Stark. Is this surreal, dude, or what? This this is unreal. I, I can't believe this is happening right now. We are going to be bringing you an exclusive interview with the new commissioner of the Arena Football League. Um, he was gracious enough to give us this uh, this chat and this exclusive. Uh, so we'll be speaking with Lee Hutton here in a couple of moments. John, I, I want to get your, your thoughts on this return of the Arena Football League. It's something that, and, and I have to say, it, it is enough that you th- that you thought the league was completely done, that you got rid of all your podcast uh, <laughs> equipment. Um <laughs> What was your thought when you saw this announcement on February 1st? I, it came from out of nowhere, by the way. I'm sure it's all fans know. Just out of nowhere. But were you, were you, did you get hyped? I got hyped. I think I had told you weeks prior that I started seeing little blips of information all over social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I started investigating and, and could not come up with anything too concrete. And then, yeah, out, out of nowhere, they just they just hit us with the AFL is back and the plans were in motion. And all of a sudden, our plans were in motion. Yeah, for sure. And I, I still don't ha- understand how they kept their launch party that was done in Vegas back in November so quiet. I mean, if something this big, you would have thought that people would have noticed considering what, I guess, who was there and what they were celebrating. And you couldn't, if you saw the pictures on the website, on their website, you, you couldn't have missed it. I mean, that's what they were announcing. It had all the, all the logos and, and stuff like that. And how they kept that quiet is totally beyond me. I mean, I would have, I would have been there if I would have known, uh, you know, absolutely. No, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they kept it under wraps. So as we had mentioned, we have a nice interview with uh, Commissioner Hutton coming up. Um, we are hoping this is, this will be the uh, the rebirth of podcasts here on ArenaFan.com. Um, again, you can head over to ArenaFan.com and check out uh, everything that we have there. Uh, the site is still currently set up in historical mode, but we are looking to make changes. And if you happen to have forgotten, you can still find us over on Twitter at ArenaFan.com. Uh, you can also find us at Arena Fan also on Facebook and Arena Fan over on uh, on YouTube. Um, but without further ado, John, let's get into it. Let's find out more about what's coming up before this uh, uh, for this 2024 launch. Let's speak with Commissioner Lee Hutton. Well, uh, Arena Football fans got an actual huge surprise on February 1st, and, and it's something that it seems to be has been in the makings ever since the league folded in late 2019. Uh, we got the news that the uh, Arena Football League has been reborn. It has 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 is a phoenix rising from the ashes. We'll we'll find out more and how the league is looking at it when we are going to be speaking with the current commissioner of the Arena Football League, Lee Hutton the Third. Commissioner, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. I have to get used to the title. Uh, it's. Uh, it's it's such a uh, kind of a surreal experience. I come from a, a football background, but even walking down the street uh, and people who I don't even know uh, greet me with the title of commissioner just goes to show uh, how great the fa- foundation was laid for the Arena Football League brand, uh, which can only have happened because of great people like you guys and fans uh, that really just carried through uh, uh, hibernation, if you will. I, I don't like to say that the Arena Football League was ever gone. We're in hibernation. Uh, and now we're completely woke and we're ready to play some ball. That's nice. And I, I know one of the first things that John and I wanted to ask you before we got to uh, the heart of the interview itself, we wanted to find out, I mean, how, what is your background? I mean, many people may have not read your, your bio on the, on the league website, but what's your background and, and how did you get involved as being the new commissioner of the AFL? Yeah, good question. You're going to take me down memory lane. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you you may hear some Southern accent or some Southern drawl in my 
uh, dialect. Uh, that's because I come from Galveston Island. Uh, as we all know, uh, Texas loves their football, uh, and I was a, a high school uh, football uh, and track standout. Uh, there was an individual by the name of Jim Wacker, uh, who was well-known uh, coach uh, of the year uh, for TCU. Uh, he came up to the University of Minnesota and used uh, a pipeline with Texas uh, to bring athletes uh, like myself and others uh, to play in the Big Ten, especially when the Southwest Conference folded in 94 when I graduated uh, through the University of Minnesota, which I may add uh, has had many players like Mike Honesey and uh, Greg Stiles, uh, who have come from the Arena Football League, uh, uh, Foggy, who is another uh, guy that rings the bell, uh, all played at University of Minnesota. Uh, uh, before I did. Uh, after um, uh, my time in the Big Ten, I also uh, was a player under Coach Mason out of Ohio. I, I tried my uh, uh, opportunities uh, in professional football. It uh, didn't quite work out, but I even tried out for some arena football teams uh, when I came out in 1999. Uh, realizing that uh, there were people who were probably a little bit quicker, a little bit faster, I went to uh, law school. Uh, of which I started while I was in law school, a uh, sports agency representing uh, a lot of my teammates uh, through the NFL. I, at that time, I've kind of learned the inner workings of uh, the NFL and how um, the transition from college to uh, pro-life, and I even developed a program that's called Post-Play Realities, uh, which is uh, to focus on how athletes would leave professional football and go back into uh, their normal way of life. Uh, so that's something that I've started. Uh, in that, it kind of brought me into sports and entertainment. Uh, I also uh, was a litigator for uh, some Fortune 5 100 uh, uh, companies uh, doing business disputes and uh, contracts. I opened up my own boutique firm because uh, I like to uh, be ingenuitive in the way I deliver um, uh, my legal services. Uh, and that kind of leads us full circles of just meeting uh, many wonderful people along the way, some of which are colleagues of mine in this venture, uh, and connecting with uh, a group out of Canada uh, who says this is really uh, exciting, this is really uh, uh, an opportunity for us all. And so when they brought the opportunity of me being the commissioner for the Arena uh, uh, Football League, I, how could anybody say no? And I didn't say no, and I'm, I'm glad we're really off to a good start. Going back to the former gentleman who have represented the league uh, as commissioner, do you feel you have uh, big shoes to fill, or are you just going to go go with your shoes and you're going to try to make a name for you know who Lee Hutton is as commissioner? <laughs> That's right. Well, I, my my southern grandmother says I'm I'm well balanced because I got a chip on both shoulders. So uh, <laughs> that means <laughs> that means I'm ready for a challenge. And you know, do I have uh, big shoes to fill? Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is such a a, a unique. Uh, uh, sport uh, and a unique venture uh, that people really have um, uh, an attraction to. And I understand the attraction. Uh, just the other day, I've read the rule book from start to finish. I watch old games. There's going to be some uh, rule changes that we're going to bring to uh, uh, get the excitement back to the fans, one of which I can kind of share right now yeah. is the Nets. Uh, you know, bringing back the Nets, uh, just an exciting uh, 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 display of athleticism and uh, intrigue. I mean, I, you probably remember the game where a quarterback uh, threw the ball off the Nets and uh, it was kind of like a Doug Flutie Hail Mary and uh, bounced off the net. And uh, there you go, a receiver caught it and won the game. You know, those are things that the fans, uh, and I'm listening to every tweet and we're reading every tweet, uh, who are giving us very good nuggets of what makes the game great. But uh, as far as the shoes to fill, I think the um, most 
um, I, I guess, directed focus that I want to bring in this uh, Arena Football League venture going forward uh, is, quite frankly, is making sure that we really deliver this content uh, and information as soon and as transparent and as frequent as we can uh, to the people who are making this game great, and that's the fans. For sure, and I know that John will agree with me that uh, you can't be the Arena Football League without the Nets. I mean, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you can you can be indoor football, you can, but if you don't have the nets uh, and play the the game system as people remember it, uh, yeah. Um, uh, okay. Um, I know we we did reach out to some fans to leave to, and John will be asking those questions along with his during the the interview too. Also, um, but the one question I wanted to start off with you is. Um, you know that, I mean, there have been other indoor football leagues who have made announcements that they're going to start at an X period time of year. Uh, they make it to a certain point where maybe they are doing uh, tryouts, et cetera, et cetera. And they never, the league never kicks off. What is the difference between those leagues and this current version of the AFL with the new ownership group that you have? It's such a great question and frequent question that we asked. And I think some of the, if you really look into the background of the people who are spearheading this venture, uh, you know, let's just take myself first. Uh, uh, I, uh, you know, having been a collegiate football player, having gone to the professional ranks, uh, I even have a son that's playing D1 football in college at University of Wisconsin. Uh, you can't get more football uh, spoken in your household. Uh, but not only that, I've had the opportunity to really engage with uh, people who uh, have taken the time to be my mentor, uh, one of which is Kevin Warren, uh, who was uh, recently the Big Ten commissioner, who is now the president of uh, the Chicago Bears uh, and other coaches and 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 individuals who who really have kind of opened up their experiences, good and bad, uh, so I can focus on uh, that I kind of bring into this venture uh, going forward. Uh, we have Travel Gaines, uh, who is one of the top uh, uh, strength and uh, conditioning performance coaches, uh, but he's so much more than that. Uh, but with his background of making sure that the product uh, of players is at its top, being able to identify individuals who can really play at a high level uh, uh, is very, very important. Uh, both uh, Travell and myself um, I have contacts to uh, many coaches that I think you guys are going to uh, be really, really uh, impressed in that awe uh, of seeing in the coach. I mean, we're talking about uh, former uh, professional football players that uh, won uh, uh, at the biggest stages. Uh, and that's important to bring uh, some of that experience and talent and put them on the field. Um, but the most important individual that I think we have uh, on our staff is a guy named Tuo Clark, who is over our fan engagement, uh, because we recognize is that the, the game speaks for itself. Individuals are going to gravitate with it. But anytime that I eat ice cream, I always want some um, uh, chocolate flavoring or a cherry on top. And I think uh, Tuo Clark, with his experience uh, being from uh, the music world at Def Jam, really brings in kind of that flair that people go see when they go see Beyonce or uh, Taylor Swift at a concert uh, is it, we're just not playing a game. We're giving people a lifestyle uh, that when they look back uh, at the uh, uh, tail end of of their existence that they, uh, that they say that the arena football um, was really part of my experiences with my family. When I read Twitter comments that I got married at a game or I took my son to his first professional sports uh, arena uh, and watched him play, those are the experience that we want to make special for everybody. And we want to do that every game at every time uh, uh, in the focus. And you mentioned uh, earlier uh, about this brand and kind of supporting the brand. It's very strong. I mean, to um, make the announcement and have 1.1 billion people uh, uh, to, to be part of the impressions, uh, that means like we're on to something. And so I think in order to make this special, 
uh, and to make them and make it different. I, my father used to always say, caring is preparing. So I want you to know that you have people that really care about the sustainability and the longevity of this particular uh, uh, venture. Uh, and then number two, uh, we really need to do a lot of listening and making sure that at every moment we're able to morph uh, the experience uh, to go forward. And as we said, you uh, you should be ready. Uh, if you if you don't have a team, we'll have 16 teams for you. But when it comes April 2024, uh, lights will go on, and there'll be time for kickoff. That's 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 great. Um, this this can't be a cheap venture, and I think that pertain really to what am I to my earlier question too, Lee? Is that you know everybody has looked at the history of the AFL. You know, it's there's always been some money there. You know, you know, some big owners came in and 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 were able to to help prop up the league and you know great ownership and stuff like that. I mean, it, again, as I said, this is not going to be a cheap venture for you guys. I mean, what? How are you able to? to let the fans know you know come april 2024 this isn't going to be a one and a one and done thing that you guys are going to be in it for for the long haul yeah that's right uh, and and it just rest assured we're out uh and we've already uh secured uh television uh, uh radio uh, streaming uh, we've uh, established uh, relationships with arenas uh, that are going to not only uh, provide an opportunity for us to display this content, uh, but they're going to partner with us. We mm-hmm. want people who are going to ride uh, this venture with us because, uh, you know, for uh, better or for worse, uh, when we look at the fan base, we want people who are part of the uh, uh, the establishment of the show uh, to also be accountable which means that we need them to be invested just like we are. Uh, And uh, this is why we're looking at our Twitter every day. This is why we're bringing those comments, uh, not only from uh, the bottom, uh, but all the way up to the top uh, to me and and the ownership group. Uh, And so the difference, uh, number one, is that we're going to run uh, very uh, similarly uh, to uh, what we call the major sports leagues. And quite frankly, when I look at the talent and I look at the fan support, uh, the Arena Football League is not a minor uh, professional league whatsoever. Quite frankly, um, I, you know, everybody says sky's the limit. Uh, my vision goes way beyond uh, that. Uh, and I think if we uh, uh, treat ourselves as a major uh, uh, sports league, uh, then uh, others are going to treat us that way. Uh, now, with that being said, we are not the NFL. We don't play outdoor football, but we will control uh, indoor football, uh, and we will always continue to have the brand of uh, indoor football uh, that people will associate only and exclusively with arena football as the brand. Mm, interesting. John, got a, got a question of your own? Yeah, I do. So you touched on uh, arena and location partnerships. Are you going to be bringing back any of uh, the historic fan favorite teams and locations? <laughs> there, uh, there's uh, a lot of intent. So right now, I, I can I give you a little nugget. Uh, we've talked to ownership groups in New Orleans, Voodoo. Uh, I, for uh, example, which has always been a fan favorite. So the answer is yes. Uh, there are going to be uh, some teams that uh, fans uh, may be disappointed that are not coming back, but uh, those are sometimes for strategic reasons. Uh, you know, maybe work comp uh, uh, issues were not as favorable. Uh, sometimes uh, the perception that uh, a team was successful, uh, but when you look at the books in the area, it just was not the case. Uh, and so we would shift that into uh, a more thriving area. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I, you know, location of facilities usually dictates uh, where a team is going to be. So, um, uh, you know, not giving you an attorney answer, although that's my DNA. The first effort is to bring back uh, recognizable teams with the fan base. Uh, but uh, I, I can be the first one. It may not always be successful uh, because of market factors that we can't control. All right. Fair enough. So the owners, 
ownership structure, is that going to be something where the league will own all the teams or are the teams going to be owned by individuals? Yeah, some of that is proprietary, um, uh, but I can tell you there's going to be a strong uh, partnership uh, between the league and the individuals. Uh, but it's going to be a, a model uh, in a sense that I, I, I can say this, uh, that it's, it's a little bit of both. Uh, you're, you uh, certainly are going to have owners that are going to operate their own teams. Uh, they're going to be responsible uh, uh, for the X's and O's, uh, pardon the pun. Uh, but then uh, I, the Arena Football League group head office uh, is going to um, have the major uh, contracts and the relationships uh, with the television partners and other entities uh, that uh, that the owners will benefit from. Uh, so it's a little uh, a little of kind of both uh, in the business model. So it's a com- so it's a combination of single entity and ownership single uh, and city ownership groups is is that a correct assessment lee yeah it, it's it's closer to uh the more of the assessment yes that's exactly right okay john yeah it sounds like a well thought out plan okay um you, you're talking about about different cities and stuff like that and and location now are you guys you guys mentioned originally it was gonna be 16 teams what made you choose 16 teams to start the league with why not start with 12 and go from there and expand why not start with 10 and go from there uh, I'm just curious to know how the number 16 was uh, was decided upon yeah and and part of this and um, you know I'm not Sure, I don't have the secret sauce on how other organizations, uh, you know, announced uh, and then didn't play. Uh, but rest assured that uh, the ownership group and the front office have been talking for months, uh, uh, you know, if, if not a little bit more than a half a year, mm-hmm. uh, to really plan some of this out. So this wasn't uh, a situation where people said, hey, let's, you know, let's look at 16, let's do this. Uh, it was really a methodical analysis of looking at um, uh, the average attendance of certain uh, uh, stadiums, uh, the average attendance of certain teams, uh, going through all, uh, throughout the country, removing the pegs from the map and putting them somewhere else, uh, uh, looking at uh, how certain markets may have developed or um, uh, gone in a negative direction uh, since 2016. Uh, and that uh, kind of analysis uh, started way back in 1987 uh, when uh, Foster kind of wrote the idea on, on the napkin and going through uh, the transformation. Uh, so we look. We really took a lot of that data, and where the 16 sweet spot came, uh, comes in, uh, as you guys know, because I think you guys are are probably the uh, certified historians of the <laughs> Arena Football League, even more so than me. Um, uh, but if you look at uh, the height of the Arena Football League, at sometimes they had upwards of 19 teams. Uh, and they were able to uh, at least compete. And what we uh, saw and what our uh, analysis and research shows uh, is that the fan base with 16 teams is a really good sweet spot. Uh, it's, it's enough where uh, the fans can uh, associate themselves with uh, a major league uh, sports franchise. They're not going to be bored or disenfranchised because they only have four teams or eight teams uh, to look at. Uh, there's really a lot of content. And quite frankly, I come from the, um, uh, the area where when I first started representing uh, cable TV and, and doing movie deals, the one thing that they wanted and the one thing that the fans demanded, whatever you do, and it's just content, 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 content. And that's a hard job when you look at 24 hours a day. It's not an easy uh, feat. And so with the 16 teams and kind of the media partners that we're bringing in, it really fit uh, uh, together as far as what they needed to provide uh, through um, uh, their partnership and their networks uh, and what we needed to provide the fans. So there's um, uh, just constant uh, content and really doing it in a way uh, that successful leagues have run uh, forever. 
driver. And quite frankly, I don't know if you guys are a fan of, of um, car racing, uh, but they always have the lead car uh, that uh, that kind of breaks the wind. And there's a trail car right behind him that's doing what you call a drag. Uh, and it's able to perform at a high level of speed using uh, very little uh, power to do so. Uh, and then right when they get around the turn, uh, I, they will kind of whip around and, uh, I couldn't explain the physics with, uh, specificity, uh, but the car is able to kind of go in front of the other car, uh, using, uh, the momentum through physics. And, and quite frankly, that's kind of what we want to do. We want to do that, uh, by watching the NFL and seeing how they're successful, uh, watching, uh, major league baseball, seeing how they're successful, major league soccer, seeing how they're successful. Uh, and then quite frankly, we've talked and called probably every industry uh, professional that we can get our numbers to. And they were gracious enough because uh, we have some fans uh, going as high as you can imagine uh, of people who really love uh, the, the arena football league. Uh, and they were uh, just really excited to help. And we got a lot of information. So I, with all that information and research, uh, we uh, meticulously decided that 16 teams uh, will kind of be the threshold uh, for us moving forward. Okay. So 16, you guys right now, that would be the number. So, if I'm understanding you correctly, at the moment, 16 would be the maximum number and may in no potential expansion, or is it that maybe just something that may be looked at down the line? It, that that could be something looked at uh, down the line, and of course, um, I, you know, I think every organization uh, has to be a bamboo. They they must bend but not break, mm-hmm. uh, which means we have to um, go with the signs, and we're always going to uh, try to institute uh, growth uh, wherever that uh, that is. But growth may not necessarily mean expanding to sixteen to twenty four teams or right. thirty two teams. NFL growth may be um, uh, getting merchandise uh, into international hands. Uh, growth that may be taking this great sport uh, uh, across the waters uh, to people who uh, may want a little different style of football that we play indoors. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, uh, right now we're very definitive that 16 teams uh, will be it. We'll probably run and, and see how this is. If there's an opportunity for us. Uh, to uh, bring in more teams than 16, uh, we certainly will kind of go through the same analysis. So the people that I bugged uh, <laughs> before <laughs> we started the 16, they'll they'll get a second phone call from me, uh, and we'll we'll kind of go through the uh, uh, the SWOT analysis. And what I mean by the SWOT analysis, if you ever worked with me, and you'll probably hear it many, uh, uh, again, I kind of literally write on the board SWOT S W O T, and it's going through the strengths, the weaknesses the threats and opportunities. And so when we did that, uh, and we will always do that, uh, possibly at the end of every season, uh, to see whether or not uh, we're, we're right where we need to be. Okay. And it's obviously at 16 teams, you want to make sure that the, from what I'm understanding, you want to make sure that these 16 franchises are successful, whomever is running them, whether it be league or a combination of league and owners, you want to make sure that they get entrenched in and are starting to become successful, making money, etc. You just don't want to expand just for the sake of expanding to another city. You want, but if you're going to, as you said, quote unquote, expand, it may be in other realms or other areas, as you said, through whether it be through international television or through uh, merchandise, different types of merchandising. Does that sound about right? Uh, you hit it on the head. Uh, where, where, where can I send the contract? <laughs> uh, that's, that's exactly. Uh, I, that's exactly it. And uh, you know what we do not want to do. I, I think we're we we have a group of individuals that have been successful in other arenas uh, that really know how to uh, dot the i's and cross the t's mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, and, 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 and be held accountable for things that uh, they promise. So I, I'm, I'm really impressed with our group. One of the things that we also know uh, is uh, the heartbreak that fans have had 
uh, when uh, the Arena Football League went into hiber- hibernation the first two times. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to put ourselves in a situation where we kind of grow too fast uh, but but can't afford the new clothes that we have to fit into. Uh, and, and so, you know, we're going to be really fiscally sound, uh, fiscally stable, uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully at the same time put on a good show. For sure. Um Talking about you know, going back to what John was asking before about asset for cities and stuff like that, um, less the issues when it came when it comes to the, the the issues that you mentioned, and I can think of a few states at the top of my head where that is a current issue. Um, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Are you looking at just the United States? Are you looking within city uh, teams within North America, Canada? You know, with all of North America, Canada included, maybe Mexico, or are you going to go, are you guys looking at just established locales? Because I know in the, in the, uh, in the press release, it was, uh, it was 16 teams of old and new cities. So it can, can fans in North America kind of take that as that it's very possible that, you know, Montreal will be getting a team or Mexico city may be getting a team or, or Vancouver may be getting a team. Is, is, is there hope that there will be arena football within all of North America. The, you know, uh, right now, as it sits, uh, it'd probably be within uh, the United States of America border. Mm-hmm. However, uh, we have entertained, uh, uh, but I, I cannot announce at this time, uh, you know, opportunities for uh, teams right across the border. I, I had a client, Chris Humphreys, who played at the Toronto Raptors, and they did very, very well. Uh, uh, quite frankly, uh, the NFL has done very, very well in Mexico City. I'm, I'm a big fan of Mexico City. I have a uh, law office uh, in DFA. Uh, my wife is uh, uh, my my co-partner in the law firm uh, in Mexico City, uh, and so I'm a big fan of Mexico, uh, and they're just uh, taking in football uh, like you would never believe. Right. I mean, uh, if people who watch the Super Bowl, uh, it wasn't uh, by uh, accident uh, that uh, Deanna Flores uh, who, uh, uh, was kind of the star in the commercial with, uh, flag football, uh, came from Mexico. And that just goes to show even at the flag football level, uh, all the way up to, uh, uh, the game that we play, uh, people all over the world are starting to gravitate to the sport. So the answer to your question is right now I can say, uh, and this is part of the transparency that mm-hmm. we want to give. Uh, most of the teams uh, that uh, owners that we're talking to are within the uh, United States of America. However, uh, if there is anybody that's going to be listening and they want to open up a border team uh, in Canada uh, or somewhere across in Tijuana or Mexico City, uh, we certainly would entertain that idea. Cool. Good to hear. John. So I know you sort of touched on this here and there throughout the interview so far, but we all know getting butts and seats can be a big challenge in this sport, especially with multiple leagues playing in the spring. How can the AFL separate itself as the premier league? Great question. And that's a question that uh, I wake up and ask myself every day. What are we going to do today to kind of separate ourselves? Now, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to give respect to our fans uh, because you cannot separate yourself. Uh, You can throw a good show uh, and you can like the show, but if nobody's in the seats to watch it, (laughs) you know, you would never uh, be able to compete going to do uh, in separating quite frankly I we almost have to put blinders on ourselves kind of like the racehorses and the reason for that is um, uh, we meticulously chose the dates that we are going to participate in. Now, I know um, I've gotten a lot of questions, uh, you know, about the saturated nature of American football. Uh, and my response is, I don't think the market's saturated at all, uh, because what we do is indoor football. And um, it's very similar if we were at a buffet 
uh, and I may pull the pizza and you may go after the hamburger. Uh, that's because our DNA has chosen us that those are uh, things that our taste buds uh, would want. Uh, is similar to here. Uh, we are going to focus on being uh, the top provider of indoor football. Now, what we're also going to do when we set our uh, eyes uh, high uh, with, um, I, you know, I think some people may argue with this, but uh, NFL. Uh, is is the uh, uh, predominant uh, major sports league in the United States of America, um, followed closely by uh, uh, the NBA, National Basketball Association, uh, and then arguably you have uh, baseball. Uh, but in that in that third to fifth spot, I want people to respect their uh, arena football league. Uh, as uh, a major professional sports league. And how we do it is that we always give content. We let people know what they're doing. One of the things that I saw on your site that I really respect, and I think it's great, and, and it's, it's the intention to detail, is that you um, uh, have this collection of birthdays of, of former arena players, and you just say happy birthday. Those little things uh, keep people interested because it's just little nuggets of information that change daily that people go see. And so we're going to uh, constantly update our website. We're constantly going to be delivering information through various forms of technology. And hopefully by doing that, um, uh, we will then become a lifestyle of the fans, which then helps us with the uh, sustainability and kind of getting in that third to fifth spot that I want to be in. So it kind of kind of explains why the league is only going. Uh, I had announced you're probably going to only have a ten week regular season, and then playoffs. And as per our last conversation that you and I had off air, uh, Lee, the Arena Bowl. That's right. I'm so excited. We're going to bring that back. Uh, we're also going to bring back some other fan favorites like the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, those are uh, particular nuggets that I think pay. Uh, 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 homage to people who've laid the foundation for this arena football league, uh, 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 you know, environment. Uh, the arena bowl, uh, and it hasn't been established, but we're thinking about having that in a central location every year. Uh, that's not written in stone, uh, but uh, having it in a central location, we can um, uh, give to a stadium uh, that would uh, provide uh, a good experience over and over and over in year and become uh, kind of a stable destination for the fans to go to. Uh, so I'll let you know as soon as we decide what that's going to be, but there is going to be an arena uh, bowl. We're going to have uh, the excitement, hopefully to old Clark, uh, who's represented uh, individuals like Justin Bieber and some other ones. Hopefully he can give us some good halftime entertainment uh, or otherwise I may have to sing for the crowd, which I, I don't know if that'll go off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lee, for those detractors who, because you know everybody knows that the Arena Football League has has tried the hand at the neutral site arena bowls. I understand what you what you have just said, and it sounds like it would be a neutral site arena bowl. What would you say to the fan, the naysayers of a neutral site game, other than what you already said? What are you guys looking to do? Why would you choose to go to a a neutral site location for two? Game, uh, two teams playing in the Arena Bowl rather than uh, giving the experience to a fan base, whether it be through best record or best attendance. What would be the what would be the the reasoning between those two those two things between neutral site and hosting at a at the best team in the league? Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, sometimes uh, let's just pick stadium size. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of times you want to make sure if we're going to travel to various stadiums, you want to make sure that each owner has the opportunity or each venue uh, has an opportunity to capitalize on that. Well, you know, not all venues are going to be equally yoked. 
uh, and you may have a venue that uh, is 14,000, another one who's 20,000. Uh, well, of course, with the Arena Bowl and kind of uh, where I have my eyes set, I that's where I want as many fans to pack that stadium as much as possible uh, for the biggest game of the year uh, that Arena Football is going to have. And so that's really one of the reasons that uh, a neutral site gives us the opportunity to really make something great uh, uh, and compound on it. The other uh, reason is uh, some places are easy to get to uh, than others. So whatever our neutral site is going to be, uh, we are considering uh, uh, you know, how easy it is for fans to get to, whether they are in the Northwest region uh, uh, of the United States or uh, way down in the Southern tip of Florida. Uh, we want them to have the access to get there. That's not going to break the uh, pocketbook. So if naysayer came on to me, I would tell them to sit down. I would give them a nice drink, uh, and I would use my persuasive skills as an attorney to really say, <laughs> I, "This is this is an opportunity for the Arena League to to have some stability." But I, I you know, those are just two minor examples right. that really uh, I think when you uh, on this side of the fence, uh, and quite frankly, I you know, with the naysayer, I probably was a naysayer uh, with that um, uh, particular purpose, just not uh, being on this side of the curtain. Now that I am, uh, and you start looking at the fan engagement and fan experience, uh, you really want to make sure that that Super Bowl um, uh, or Arena Bowl, as, as we call it, uh, is going to be um, uh, the greatest show uh, that we can give to the fans. Uh, it's, it really is kind of the tip of our hat uh, for a great season, uh, having two teams that uh, work their butt off to get there and, and really just making it very impactful and memorable for everyone. So for sure. John? So I've had some former offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, kicker of the year, all arena, former players contact me just within the last few weeks. They wanted me to let them know more about this interview and when it's happening. I also had a few of them ask me, what are the chances that you guys will be hiring former players into the coaching positions? I, I think there's a, a, a very high chance. Um, I, now, of course, I, that's going to be up to the individual team owners. Uh, but uh, everyone who's even reached out to me personally uh, or uh, sent information to our info at the AFL.com uh, 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 email, uh, we're putting every resume in a category and a catalog. Uh, and uh, we want the owners to kind of pick through uh, this talent. Uh, I think the Arena Football League uh, has really been uh, the trailblazer, and I can say this with no hesitation, uh, for uh, uh, for individuals that did not have an opportunity uh, to coach at any other level uh, with uh, football. And, and I want to make sure that that continues. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, where everybody's uh, ceiling is, that's going to be uh, where our talent's going to begin. I mean, there's uh, there's just going to be opportunities. And, and quite frankly, uh, we're, we're also uh, going to have a good relationship with the NFL. A lot of people uh, that I've worked with uh, are in front offices in the NFL. They're in the administrative offices of the NFLPA. Uh, and what we would really like uh, to see happen uh, is uh, the Kurt Warner dream uh, to be lived out uh, by by all our players, uh, but but not just players, also our coaches uh, that kind of use this great game uh, that the Arena Football League is providing uh, as a stepping stone. But to answer your question, the answer is yes. We want former players uh, to be a part in that capacity because I think they provide so much to the game. Uh, we would. Uh, we would be ignoring a very important nugget if that didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some of those guys in the future. So that would be great to see them out on the field. Yeah, and sure. I can tell you, um, uh, I, I, just the other day, I, I, I gave Ricky Foggy a call. 
uh, while he's uh, from my old alma mater. Uh, but uh, to your point, there are guys out there that have given their sweat blood, uh, sweat, blood and tears uh, for the Arena Football League. And I can tell you, they are so excited. Uh, I, they're cautious uh, with, uh, uh, with a lot of respect uh, to what we're doing. Uh, but they uh, have been so helpful. Uh, and, and even, and I encourage this, uh, just, just people reaching out to me, uh, and, and raising, uh, concerns just like you did, uh, uh, you know, Hey, are you going to include us? Are you not going to forget about us? Uh, and that again, uh, reinforces kind of what I've concluded that arena football league, uh, is a part of our lifestyle. Uh, this is something that, you know, when I had to hang up my cleats, I didn't know what I was going to do, how I uh, was going to, uh, you know, kind of exist without football. I, I've been very fortunate that my brother also played at the University of Minnesota, and I, I you know, like they say, the chip off the old block. My son uh, plays for University of Wisconsin, so football's always been in my household. So I, I've been really uh, lucky, lucky and blessed. Yeah, fair enough. Tim and I have been wandering around lost for the few last few years. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're found. You're back. <laughs> Excellent, Tim. Um, we look at the, the the history of the of the, the league as a whole, Lee, and you know, obviously, you want to become the you know have the best players to come and play the Arena Football League, which I think John and I will agree with. We or uh, before we would consider the AFL had the best players, and it wasn't just because of. Uh, salaries or anything like that, but it was because of coaches, uh, of the type of players you guys got, the, the you know the organizations. But it does go these days, especially with all the other leagues and stuff like that. How how is it going to be when it comes to salaries? I don't know how much you can talk to this point, but how how will competitive will the salaries be for players to say, you know what, I don't, I I don't. I've been offered a, a position. So, well, I'll say I've been offered a quarterback position in the indoor football league. I've also been offered a position of quarterback in the arena football league. What will said coach or what will the league do to make sure that this said quarterback play comes and plays and becomes the best he can in the AFL? So I, um, I can't talk about the salary structure just yet, but what I can say uh, with significant confidence, if an individual received a contract, uh, from what I understand, um, they're paying in the IFL and a contract of what we will be paying in the AFL, if that person didn't choose to play in the AFL, then he's independently wealthy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what, what we're going to say, we, we uh, firmly believe uh, and know, because uh, I know the pay scale at the uh, IFL, uh, we're going to be paying our players significantly upwards of that. Okay. All right. Are we, again, I, I got to at least ask the question, even if you tell me you can't answer it, but are we looking at the same type of money that was paid prior to the, uh, uh, the hiatus in 2008, I mean, six-figure salaries, or, or are we talking about they? It, it'll be worth their while to play this 10-plus regular season uh, season and playoffs. So it, it'll be worth their while. Yes. Okay. I can tell you that, and I can also even speak from experience. When I was coming out, and after my pro timing day at the University of Minnesota, I was uh, offered an opportunity to um, uh, try out for the Arena Football League, uh, and quite frankly, it was discouraging because it it, it didn't uh, provide me the incentive uh, to um, uh, forego a year of starting my career. Mm-hmm. I this will not be the case. Uh, individuals will be able to come off um, uh, and have a career here. Getting paid $75 a game uh, or, or less or even slightly more is not a career. Uh, and what we are going to do is establish a professional football organization uh, that has multiple levels of respect uh, and encouragement. Uh, and what I mean by encouragement, meaning that we're um, uh, providing players an opportunity uh, to uh, go fulfill uh, some of their wild 
wildest dreams. Uh, and we, we, and, and the only way that we can get good products now, I can tell you through some of our connections, uh, and, and experiences of playing football at D1 level, uh, you're probably going to see a lot more Big Ten players, uh, because I come from the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arena Football League, you're, you're going to see, uh, Travell Gaines is, is from that, uh, West Coast and he's trained some of the top athletes. So you're going to see some of those guys, uh, out on the field. Uh, but I think even without our encouragement uh, of getting those type of quality players uh, to come out to the AFL, um, I, we firmly believe that our salary structure uh, is going to be encouragement enough. Okay. And since you mentioned it, I at least have to ask, what was the team that asked you to come and try out? <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, it was in 1998, if you remember when I was coming out, mm-hmm. uh, 99 was the uh, pro timing day in February, uh, and I, I'm very close to Iowa. Oh, Okay. It was a long time ago, and and this is another thing that we want to institute. Um, um, and as you guys know, uh, the, um, uh, the universities um, around um, uh, uh, the United States, uh, they have what they call the pro timing days, where athletes will run the forty, they'll do the bench press. Uh, those kind of um, uh, uh, engagements uh, for scouts to see. I've already called uh, many of my contacts at the University of Minnesota and other schools uh, that uh, once we get up and going, uh, arena football scouts are going to be welcomed at uh, those particular trials. Uh, And so they'll be uh, with the Green Bay Packers and it'll be uh, some of our um, uh, team scouts right there in those facilities, uh, timing uh, and and seeing the athletes. And so they're going to get a front row seat just like everyone else uh, to see some of the best talent across the country. That's good. Yeah. John, any more? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I think we've taken up a lot of the commissioner's time. <laughs> and he's, he's given us some of the best answers we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's true. It's true. Um, are you able to, before we let you go, Commissioner, is there anything that you can tease that we, you guys may be coming up? Because I will admit... If I think if fans had known about your big launch party in Vegas back in November, I would have attended. But I understand why it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't advertised as heavy as it was because I'm sure it was a a meet and greet. It was a get to know us type of thing. But but still, the the pictures were just phenomenal. But um, any. Anything that you could potentially tease that we that fans may be seeing uh, in the very near future from the league? Yep, a very new, near future. What you're going to see, uh, we're going to start rolling out some announcements as that's uh, going to be set. Uh, we're going to have, uh, uh, now this is not necessarily going to be open to the public, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll have our first owner's meeting. I, we're also going to uh, go over the rules uh, so everybody understands. Uh, now, part of that, I, I have been talking to uh, my team. I wouldn't mind uh, doing some type of uh, coming out uh, uh, engagement with the fans uh, to understand the rules. And I, I, I will be the first to admit uh, playing uh, pigskin uh, uh, in college and outdoor football uh, uh, is, um, uh, you know, they have their set of rules and indoor football is so unique. When I was looking at the rules, I was getting more and more excited because it was kind of a new, uh, opportunity engagement for me. And so I think the more and more the, the fans understand the rules, understand the changes that, uh, we're going to, um, implement some of the things that we're going to bring back. Uh, I think it just brings uh, a better experience, uh, to the fans. Uh, and I can tell you, we'll have more um, uh, parties in Vegas, uh, and I'll make sure you get your invite. <laughs> That's great. We're, we're, um, also, we're also going to do uh, uh, some tryouts uh, that will be coming up uh, in kind of the tail end of 2023. Uh, in the early uh, end of uh, 2024, uh, before we start, uh, we're also going to do uh, uh, kind of a combine. Uh, and this is kind of strategically placed again during the time when pro timing day. So we can actually bring some people uh, that we hand select uh, to come to our own uh, combine. And of course, we're going to open that up to the fans. Nice. 
that's nice. I can't say I don't know if John will agree with me, but we I think one of the most uh, one of the one of the biggest travesties that occurred in in recent AFL history when it came to rule changes was getting rid of the rules at the one minute warning. Um, yeah. <laughs> in in my opinion, because I know it was just announced recently, another indoor league has has removed the one minute timing rules, and I think. And John, I hope I'm speaking for you when I say this. Is that you are okay? You are. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> that <laughs> th- the most action can occur in the second half after uh, first and second half after the one minute warning. You can get touchdowns galore. So I'm hoping that you guys are are looking at the at the idea of reinstating the rules for the one minute warning. But I guess we'll find out. You'll find out this is what you, uh, is this what we call the cliffhanger where we say stay tuned? Yes. Well, I think with all the, with all the, uh, announcement that you guys kind of have coming up, it's a giant cliffhanger. It's multiple cliffhangers. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, Commissioner, we really appreciate your time. If uh, people want to follow you on social media or get a hold of you, how would they do so? So, I uh, on Twitter, it's at uh, Lee Hutton uh, one 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 uh, Roman numeral three uh, that is, uh, and on Instagram uh, is at uh, AFL uh, Commish. Oh, I didn't know that one. I got to follow right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I do. I do have. I, I do have uh, two Twitters. Uh, when you are, are Instagram, when you have the first one. Uh, which was kind of uh, geared to family and, and law. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, my gosh, the changes. So it's AFL Commission uh, uh, Hutton. Uh, and so go, uh, you can definitely follow both accounts, uh, but uh, you'll see more content uh, driven from my uh, AFL Commission Hutton account uh, that will kind of keep everybody updated. Uh, but my Lee Hutton III on Instagram, uh, you can certainly take a peek and look at my family and, and uh, kind of the history of uh, what I do. For sure. And and a part of the transparency that, that you guys have been talking about and what you, you and I talked about in our earlier conversation is that the league has also all the emails for you guys on the website. So I would imagine, too, you, you would say uh, you can email you, they can email you at Lee at the AFL dot com or any part of the current ownership group of the AFL. I would encourage that. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, uh, the best way to deliver uh, a good order is uh, to to give it uh, the way that people ask for it, uh, and and that's what we want to do. So I, I, you know, obviously we won't be able to return every email, uh, but I think uh, you know the overall consensus with a lot of people is that they've least heard something from me. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to keep that up. I, I, I don't want this to be uh, ever a perception that the Arena Football League uh, is uh, not uh, for everyone. We're all in this together. I think we all uh, feel the same pain uh, when there's failures, and we're all going to have the same uh, successes uh, when uh, uh, we're going to be old and gray <laughs> watching yeah. Arena Football uh, uh, really take its peak. So I'm excited. Again, we've been speaking with the new commissioner of the Arena Football League, Lee Hutton. Lee, we agree, again, we thank you for your time, and uh, uh, we're looking forward to talking with you again. Anytime. My phone's always open to you guys. We have more information now on what the the new AFL. Again, how do how would you put it, John? I mean, he, he Commissioner Hutton said it was a an awakening. Is is that a good analogy for for the league itself for something that's been so that has been a, a dormant or asleep for four years? Yeah, uh, an awakening. It has been dormant. You know, there's been absolutely no information for the last what two and a half, three years, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden, all of our senses are being reignited, and we're, we're ready to hear more fans. Hundreds, thousands of fans are actively engaging yeah, no on kidding, Facebook, yeah. on at social media, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. I see it almost every day. Everyone is excited about this, and they are ready for it. Yeah, yeah, and just just the as as they were talking about the engagement that this has gotten, uh, the initial who who did the initial tweet that got like one point five million impressions? Um, 
I, was it Schefter? Yeah, was well, it yeah, Rappaport? yeah. It no, no, she, yeah, two. it was Adam Schefter. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, that, that's crazy. I mean, for it to go out on his, well, I think it's like four to what was he at, like nine or ten million followers, something like that. Impressions are crazy, man. I mean, it, it, that's what today's world is. I mean, it's. But after hearing what Commissioner Hutton has said, uh, I know no, you know, most people know that I was cautiously optimistic, and I've said it many a time already. Um, how about you? After hearing Commissioner Hutton, how are you feeling about the return and the 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 time leading up to the launch, or kickoff rather, in 2024? Well, it sounds like we still got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, 12, 13, 14 months, but the the plans are in place, and as we said earlier, the wheels are turning; they're in motion. Uh, I'm feeling great about it. I think I think I can. Um, I think they know what they're doing. I, I think that we're going to have a great product and we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, I, 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 it seems to me that more and more that I talk with uh, the, the ownership group, I'm getting more and more above that 50% of cautiously optimistic. So uh, I'm probably right now peaking out anywhere between a 55 to a 60% positivity. I said, just want to hear more. We just want to make sure that it does come to fruition and, the, and that there is kickoff in 2024. That, that's the main thing. I th- I'm sure once we hear more of the announcements as he was talking about, we'll get even more hyped. And then as soon as they start naming the cities, I can only imagine the reaction for the fans when they find out that they're going to be getting a team again. And especially that nugget that he dropped, New Orleans. What? <laughs> yes, I will be booking my hotel in the Garden District in no time at all. That came out of nowhere, and obviously, uh, we we thank him for trusting us, trusting us, uh, uh, trust us with that uh, that little bit of information. That that was fantastic. So, John, my friend, I was so glad to reconnect with you again. We are going to have to do this again. Uh, we can't let fans know again, as I mentioned before the interview. Uh, we are looking at uh, relaunching uh, the podcast here at uh, at Arena Fan, and uh, uh, we're hoping to bring back some some people that. Uh, uh, that that will make this fun, and obviously, John, you'll be included, my friend, because as I said, you were one of the first people that I thought of uh, when it came to uh, uh, doing this interview. Well, thank you, Tim. I'm um, I'm definitely excited about that. All right. So uh, again, uh, contact us if you want to do so. You can contact me at tim.capper at arenafan.com. Uh, let us know what you think about what the, the commissioner said. Uh, Talk about it on social media, on the Arena Fan message boards, uh, but stay tuned because I'm sure we'll have a lot more information coming out to you. So for everybody here at AFO Rewind, uh, for John Stark, I'm Tim Capper. Watch the rebound off the nets. 